Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her by 10 Forward number 11. What? Woo! The Rocketeer! Yay! I now, was really excited about this one. Yes. Now, now why, gentle viewers? So many reasons. The Rocketeer. Well, mostly because Jesus Christ is it ever a field day for one-off TNG actors. Perhaps most importantly, the Rocketeer himself, Cliff Secord, the outrageous Akona, I don't know his real name. Billy Campbell. Thank you. I knew Which it was... is confusing because William Campbell played Trelane and Koloff. Oh. I, what? There we go. Yeah. No relation as much as far as I know. I didn't actually check. I think I Okona fits better into this universe than he does in Way. Star Trek. Yeah. Oh my god. I I liked him. I yeah. feel bad actually that he's not in many other movies and shit. Actually. There should have been... We should be looking at like, you know... If Okana had been this guy... I'd actually, like, really like him. It's a shame we didn't get a Rocketeer franchise off of the back of this. Oh, I have notes. Yeah. In addition um, to the actors, though, also oh, yeah. the, oh, the swelling soundtrack from James Horner. Yep. Mm -hmm. Where he literally reused a little bit of the Battle of the Mutara Nebula at the end. Oh, they do. Yeah, but, you know, all these film composers. Just no, no, I know. They recycle their, their own stuff. Shit, but yeah. it was funny to hear. It's like, I know that piece. He's like, I thought someone has written the perfect lick for the. Oh, it was me! I'll just put it right in. <laughs> you know, it better rip himself off than someone else. Mm -hmm. so Chris, I think give us just the two sentence synopsis of Rocketeer. It's 1938. Already too long. <laughs> That's too detail heavy already. <laughs> Through shenanigans, Cliff Secord, uh, you know, unemployed pilot, winds up with a rocket pack, which he has to use to fight crime and keep it away from the Nazis who want to use it to take over the world. Sweet. Yeah, that sounds about right. This was my brother's favorite movie. It's a good movie. And as we were going into it, like I, I apparently remembered exactly nothing, you know, exactly one thing about the about the movie, and that was the smile on Malcolm the Clown's face when he survives. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else in this movie, I apparently had entirely forgotten because I'm like Nazis. I don't remember any of this. I remember there was a giant plot with with uh, what's his fucking name, Hughes, Howard Hughes. Yep. Of Spruce Moose, nope, Spruce Goose fame. <laughs> the Spruce Moose was Mr. Burns. I know, it's still great. And I texted my brother after watching this, actually, because, you know, it was his favorite movie, to say, hey, we just I just watched The Rocketeer for the first time in probably 25 years. It actually held up. And he writes back saying, I just saw the preview text of the text message and thought to myself before reading the whole thing, there's no way that movie held up. <laughs> But it does. I it think does. it does. It does. So it was super good. Before we get into it, though, because there's other things, of course. There is, as you mentioned, Howard Hughes, Terry O'Quinn, yeah, Captain oh, of the good. Pegasus. Looks, he looked damn good. He did. Uh, who else? Worf's adopted brother is Paul the Solmino? chief gangster. Rom, Rom, yeah, Rom from is DS9. The, yeah, we haven't mm -hmm. met him was yet. the guy but... that got bent Well, in we half. have had him, just not as Rom. That's true. Uh, so as really, other Ferengi. So what's really funny is I recognize that actor as having been the guy that Dolores's 
boyfriend, gangster boyfriend, Mulva? blows away at the beginning of Sister Act. Mm. Uh, and yes. I think Mulva. <laughs> we will see Lothar a couple more times right. in he's, various roles. Yeah, but usually under makeup. He's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the she makeup... asked me halfway through the movie, like, is that his real face? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I actually, the first time we saw him too, I was like, that that's makeup, right? I think Chris is, was like, I fucking There's so much so. makeup, he can barely move his mouth. Yeah, yeah. when he oh. talks. Well, it becomes much more apparent yeah. once he starts talking, and you're like, ooh, they is, badly you, dub this in later. If you did have a face like that, you'd be perfect in, a, oh, in, yeah, in yeah. plenty of roles. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that, that reminds me of Jaws. Yeah. Was, Richard did I Keel. say that out loud? Because I thought it at one point. No, there's definitely a, that like, they were probably very consciously modeling him on Jaws. Yeah. But we were saying, But too, Jaws didn't have makeup. He just had teeth. True. The rest of him was real. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> he was a big motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I Caitlin mean. and I were talking about this. We watched it. It's like, aside from all the Trek sort of connections, like, it's also just that guy, the movie. Because mm-hmm. everybody is in this. Alan Arkin. Yep. Uh, what else was that Alan the, Arkin oh, oh, everything. Uh, oh, God, Alan Arkin. You ever seen um, Sorry, I Married an Axe Murder? Yeah, I know a million that you, years ago. I know that you don't like when we go on tangents about it. No, but, but I, I find... He's in it. He's the He's just that I haven't chief. seen in so long. So he's, he's the police chief that, like, tries to make, like, racial slurs to Anthony LaPaglia to, like, make the role more... To make his job more exciting, I guess. Yeah, he wants him to be, like, a hard-nosed chief. So he tries to act nice. the part. But he's super nice. Anyway, it's it's like... He's in everything, though. Yeah, he's in You ever seen Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah. He's the grandfather. I, I feel like he would details. be in every single, um, the Royal Tenenbaums, that guy. I feel oh. like he would have him in every movie. I, I don't think, think he does, but I feel like he in at least must. one of them, though. Yeah, I just feel like he would fit right into one of those um, films. One of, him. one of the crew was, um, what do you say his name was? William Sadler? Not Sadler, that's somebody else. Oh, um, the guy that plays E.B. in Deadwood? Yeah, E.B. E. Farnham. I was I like, wait a second, I've seen that guy get a naked titty hand job. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely yeah. I, I, I know him from Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a Blade, Blade Runner, Runner too. Yeah. Uh, the the waitress at the diner is Margot Martindale, who's in big everything. character actor. She's For me, a, she was in uh, the the Americans. Yeah, she's oh, amazing. Right. She's in the Americans. Oh, she's the, I remember, is she the, the, she's the Russian spy kind she's of the kind of yeah, mother yeah. character kind. Yeah, no, of? she's I remember phenomenal. Her from in oh, I like days. Her. She's like a nurse in Twenty Eight Days. That's one of my favorite movies. Not Twenty Eight Days Later. Twenty Eight Days. Twenty Eight Days Later is a good movie too. I haven't seen it, but I've seen Twenty Eight Days, and it's. But yeah, it's just it's like a slew of oh, and Jennifer Connelly. Oh yeah, uh, of labyrinth. You know, thing. you know what I read? Hmm? Connelly and and Billy Campbell were a romantic thing for a long time. Really? I yeah. didn't know. Wow, lucky guy. She he was, was eleven years older than her. Because she was twenty at the time this movie was made. Oh, Billy really? Campbell was thirty-one when he was in this movie. Jeez, he looks good. Uh, yeah. he does. And, he's uh, great. Like really, like if what's, what's... as I said, if this has been O'Connor, I'd like O'Connor. I almost yeah. feel bad hating O'Connor so much. I still hate O'Connor. Oh yeah, no, it's a terrible episode. Who's the actor that played uh, Neville in this? Because he's like... Uh, Tim Dalton. Oh, that's Tim Dalton. So he's a yeah. James Bond villain. But he was um, Rassilon recently. No, Rassilon? Yeah. In a Doctor Who recent mm. series. In uh, David Tennant's last episode. Ah. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a a that guy. Yep. He's in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Oh, I great. Like Yeah, he's right. He plays the villain in that. Well, he's, he's, most people are the villain he's, in that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was a huge bummer because he had this great moment at the end where, like, you know, he... He, like, throws one of the Nazis, or shoots one of the Nazis off the Zeppelin. He, all the Nazis fell off the Zeppelin. Yeah. Good. And then she was just, you know, a, a, a slide, like a yeah. amusement park slide yeah. off this fucking blimp. Well, he, no. he had a great moment where he could have made a really good James Bond, you know, like, you said we needed to lose some weight kind of joke, and yeah. he didn't, which is kind of a bummer. But afterwards, we got him being like, I do my own stunch. Mm. I don't know if you know, he was, he he was also, also played by Patrick Stewart. Perhaps most famously <laughs> was in The Beautician and the Beast, 
with uh holy shit with fran drescher he's yes. the beast yeah i saw that movie a million years ago really? I, I never saw it oh i just remember God. the poster for it the I local blockbuster 10 years before i knew you it's an old ass movie you that's know probably I mean? not very good no it wasn't i was gonna say it sounds very idiotic i was ready to really like it uh, because i was in like a fran is drescher it? is the nanny f- uh, phase and no it was not I feel good. like despite the title it's almost more of a pygmalion thing though she like kind of teaches him to stop being such a dickhead yeah i think that's probably Isn't correct that- Pretty lady, pretty woman, or pretty woman, whatever. Yeah, but with, but with her, she be, with Julia Roberts becomes the. Classy, well, I know that's that's classy more... dame in that one. Oh, but doesn't she teach Richard Gere how to not be a dick too? At the same time, um, she kind of like teaches him how to love. Yeah, I forgot one. Just one, because let's be real. Well, there's been, yeah, we, the, could go, we could just name list the cast last one, last hour. one, last one. The Fed that Secord punches a couple times. That was what's his name's father, the kid that Wesley killed. Oh, and oh yeah. That's take the hat oh, off and make him sad all the time. Yeah. That's that's the dead kid's dad. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah, the dead kid's guy. dad. Yeah. I forgot that you had drawn all over your place, Matt. Jesus. So yeah, but the movie itself. It was so good. I, I forgot we weren't it. at Denny's. <laughs> so you you'd never seen it? No, it was my first time. I thought it was great. As they're watching it, they get to that you know that part because first of all, I was like. You know, he finds the rocket and he's like, come on, Aaron, Alan, wow, Alan Arkin, we'll make lots of money down at the, you know, airfield. And I was like, oh, this isn't just going to be a movie about airfield, like flying tricks and shit. Then we get to the point where they're at the movies and he's like watching the news and I'm like, oh, is he going to use the suit to fight Nazis? I know. What a beautiful, oh, see, that's the thing about the they movie. They set it up so nicely. Is that, like, it's everything wonderful. in this movie pays off. That's one of the things I love Including about. that fucking Zeppelin. I that never, I, as soon as it starts coming, I was like, I'm sorry, are they find a fucking Zeppelin where in they, here? Where what did it come it? from? I don't know. Maybe they just, just like reinflated it real no quick. No one see this thing. You know, the it thing was, that irritated was, me about the Zeppelin though is that like, like Zeppelins are fucking stupid. Well, no, they're awesome actually. Uh But like that on. one was that exploding. one was kind of stupid because it was like really small. Like, it was, it was a tiny Zeppelin. Yeah, there was there was, was, was their stealth Zeppelin. <laughs> I guess yeah, maybe. That's why, that's why no one knows. Like what? Did they fly all those soldiers over and they're all crammed in that little gondola? Yes. Like what's going yes, on? This is a bunch of bullshit. I want like the Hindenburg man with like multiple decks. Well, at least you got the exploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. Eventually. But yeah, you're right. There was, everything does. Like, even the gum is a Chekhov's yeah. Every, gum. Everything. Uh, Chekhov's gum. They did a great job of embracing the, this is, you know, the 1930s. This is World War II time. Because yeah. I, I know there was lots of talk of, do we make it modern? Because, you know, this was, what, 1991. The, the comic books are from the 80s. And a lot racier than this movie. Because mm. apparently the comic writer, uh, Dave Stevens, was otherwise known for his pinup illustrations. Interesting. And Jennifer Connelly's character, uh, Jenny, was originally based on Betty Page and would have been a nude model. Nice. And they cut that because Disney. Yeah, no. It wouldn't make good toys. And honestly. Well, they, they cut that because Disney, but not the, like, guys being bent in half and fucking mm. dying in fire. I mean, I'm, that's a I'm, little bit camp. Well, but also, though, they just made her, like, the slightly more okay version of, like, that, which was making her an actress, right? I mean, they, and, still, they still had that shot where they panned down and, like, stared her tits. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of because of W.C. Fields or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. She was very bosomy. Mm. And they dressed her beautifully. My God, those dresses. <laughs> My God, those tits. Uh, dresses. But, like, I kind of, I, I felt for her because, like, he kind of, like, shits all over her work constantly. And I'm just like, 
She's doing the real work out there, man. She is busting her ass to get these roles. And would have been busting her ass even more as a nude model. That's true. That's like, true. that's not that's hard work, I bet. Well, he's yeah. busting his ass as a pilot. As a clown. A clown, a clown pilot. pilot. Clown pilot. Yeah, no, they both seem to, like, not really respect each other, so I'm mm. just kind of like, hmm. But yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I the, the, just, I don't know. I, what I really can't get over in this movie is just how tight the writing is yeah. for for a kid's superhero film from yeah. the early 90s. And it's this, just is, like, this is before superhero films, really. Wait, well, I think, well, Batman kind of... Batman was 89. Like, kicked it off yeah, in like, 89. Yeah, like, I specifically wrote down, this precludes, you know, Batman and Dick Tracy being big. Well, Dick Tracy... I forgot was about kind, Dick Tracy. ...was kind of flop. Like, for, for how hypey it was... Was Dick Tracy big? It was supposed to be big. It was, it like, was more, real... More Beatty's, like, like, baby, and he, like, tried to make it as a big deal. And They spent a ton had, of money on it. Donna in it. It just, it was huge. Yeah, I think we had some oh. Supermans at this time, but it was, like, you know... Well, yeah, we'd already... We'd you, couldn't, you couldn't, Reeve you couldn't ones, peddle a comic book superhero as a movie right Well, that's now. the thing. Like, the Christopher Reeve movies, like, yeah, you could say that that's sort of, like, the granddaddy of the modern superhero film. Yeah. But those were campy as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, if you watch them now, there's like, ugh. They're fine. They're good movies. I'm not criticizing they're them. Still they're still very camp. Better than any of the new you know, Superman you movies. Have, you have Batman, which is, you know, kind of camp, but also very stylized. Well, it's Tim Burton. It's so. Tim Burton. It's his own thing. And, and also Dick Tracy was very stylized. I think you might have had, like, what, like the Phantom or something? No, so I was, actually, so I was looking this up on the way, because I was like, I feel like a lot of these were probably in response to the success of Batman 89. Yeah. Although, Tracy was 90, so it had probably already been in development. This may have also already been as well because it's only ninety. It took them a long time, I think. Like, like I wrote, I wrote down that the two screenwriters, I wrote their names, Danny Bilton and Paul DeMio. They were hired and fired three times in the five years it took for them to write to do wow. all the writing because like the budget fluctuated. Yeah. Like, give them more. No, give them less. No, give them more again because we like what we're going with this. Uh, no, make sure that we don't have a fucking nude model character. Make sure that there will be toys. Damn it. Mm. Many, many toys. Yeah. But yeah, so like, these two happen, just are coincidental in their release period. Mm. But I think, yeah, like, the Shadow and the Phantom, which were 94 and 96, respectively. Oh, those are way later than I thought. Like, yeah, That's I, I literally knew, what Chris said. I knew Shadow <laughs> was 94. I was shocked by how late Phantom was. Yeah. But those, I feel like, were more like, hey, Batman did well. What can we try to do? What can we get the rights to? Well, by then, Batman had also kind of jumped the shark. Yes, but they probably started development earlier. And this is also when, you know, Marvel started selling off their rights left and right because they were going fucking broke in the 90s. Yeah, which is the, why the, the MCU was kicked off by Iron Man instead of somebody you'd heard of. But that's the thing. So like, Now everyone's heard of Iron yes. Man. Well, now in they terms, have. Iron Man is the biggest like, one. Making a solid film that is moment to moment is probably one of the most entertaining consistently entertaining films. I don't think there's any wasted screen time in this movie. I don't think there's no. anything I'd cut. I wanted more of that sh- house shaped like a dog. <laughs> um, I mean, I think maybe the only thing that was a little indulgent was the rescue of the clown guy. Lies. It was mm. great the whole time. I know, it was great. It was just, I, I, was I, just like, I, I felt just, myself like welling up watching him fall into the, into the big pillow. Well, not just pillow. that, but I mean, like, like, then, okay, like you know, then him flying around and flying through the, the, the laundry oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's all very funny and it's good sight gags and I wouldn't cut it. It's just... In terms of like whether it was necessary for the story, I actually felt the same way. Yeah, when, like, when they when they were doing that, I was like, "Wow, they're really emphasizing how like bad he is at this." That's but, great. But like, it's also kind of it's very tight. Yeah, no, it really and is. And I think if you hold this up against any 
superhero movie in the last 20 years even, I think it's better in that respect. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's it's kind of an excellent way. Like, here's how you do a nice, compact origin story film. Yeah. Because that's like, so the, the, we talk about the 70s Superman. It's a great movie, but holy shit, it is bloated. Mm. Like we like spend it's slow moving or too much content. We spend. I think you literally do not actually get to Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent until about maybe forty five minutes in. Whoa! Like you spend a long, long time on Krypton with young adult Clark. Yeah. I don't remember to be honest. They got a guy who looked enough like Reeve that you believe it when it's him. Hmm. And even then, like, you very, very briefly see Christopher Reeve in the suit, but then he's Clark for, it's a while before you actually see Superman doing any Supermaning. And it's a great film, but it is bloated. Because the people in charge were like, we're making an epic. This is Superman. This is like, you know, and it had a ton of money for the time. And it, you want to talk special effects that have not aged well. You mean aside from this movie? <laughs> they aged better than the Superman film. Oh, well, I mean, if they were made 20 years later. They should have. Yeah, but I mean, oof. But, um, considering it came out around the same time as Star Wars, it's like, oh. Ah, go see a Star Wars. Um, Again, great movie. But yeah, no, definitely bloated as fuck. But yeah, this one, not as much. Nope. Um, yeah, this was definitely, and at the time, too, I, I see, I remember, of course, I was seven, uh, or younger, probably six or seven, I don't know what time it came out, but. 91. Okay, yeah, so I was in six, or five, even. So, this movie, I don't know, it, I felt like it was enormous. Like, mm. it felt like it was a huge movie, but maybe that's just because I was five. Meaning, like, success-wise, well, or? Well, in terms of, uh, I don't know, but, yeah, about just popularity. Like, I know my 1991 Halloween costume <gasps> was oh, yeah. the Rocketeer. We need nice. pictures immediately. I'll, I'll get my, I'll have Did my you, mom. Do you uh, have the get, helmet? My mother, the made, my mother made a helmet. Uh, oh, yay. She made the whole suit. Uh, nice. The coat? The coat, too? Oh, I love that coat. It wasn't leather like his. It well, was like red not, but... fabric, but it was... Damn. Yeah, I had the suit. Yeah, I'll find a... I'm sure my mom has pictures, but yeah. Oh my god, I fucking can't wait to see it. Yeah, the Rocketeer. I think, uh, yeah, I had a, a, a the jetpack made out of like soda bottles painted. It was yeah, perfect. Pretty... That's how you do it. Yeah. That would work. That's clever. Yeah. You shake it... them up and then open them up and <laughs> throw right. some Mentos, Mentos in there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this... It, but it just... I mean, at least for me... Like, this was a, you know, I, I don't know if I'm as big a fan as, as your brother, Ames, but this was definitely a huge film for me. I know. As a young man. I would watch it whenever it was on TV. Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah I, just, I just remember, like, whenever it was like, oh, we're, we're snowbound in the house or it's raining outside. It's like, what what movie do you want to put on? And my, my go-to movie was called Cats, Cats, Cats. It was just a, a film of watching kittens playing for about 45 minutes. That sounds right. <laughs> I um, love how to the point the title it was. Yep. It was the the sequel to Kittens, 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 I think. <laughs> and my brother, my brother, actually, was, or is that a joke? I don't remember. I, 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 I may have had both, but I don't remember. Oh my god! Uh, but and my brother's go-to was always just watch The Rocketeer, and I just remember watching it many times. Just and all I really remember is that first time where Billy Campbell flies, mm. and that's the only scene that comes to mind anymore. And apparently, I I made up a couple because I thought there was a scene where a biplane goes through a barn. <laughs> And That's in so many movies, though. Yeah, that you can maybe just it's see, just like, so tropey. Yeah, and that is because there's so much 
planes, especially by planes, it's by the end, you're like, yeah, that surely happened in here. Oh, my favorite line in this movie, of the whole movie, big gopher. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. I don't know. You look like a hood ornament. It's pretty good. That's yes, yeah. that there's a lot. Good. There's a lot of good comedy in this one too. You know, which is it's it's, it's funny. a good balance. I really yeah. enjoyed the balance. It's funny for him to say because he's the one that made the damn helmet. Yeah. Oh, this is this is fairly good. Disney wanted to change the helmet to just a normal looking NASA helmet, and like Joe Johnston, the um, director, who was a big fan of the Rocketeer. And, you know, as the books and stuff, like, like threatened to fucking walk if they mm. changed the helmet up from the iconic comic book version. Yeah, I mean, the, I feel like that would have ruined the, the whole movie. That is sort of built around this this deco, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of artistic That'd be sensibility. Like, and, let's make Batman, but and take it's, the ears and off. It's the thirties, like it's so it's it's appropriate for the time. It mm. looks, it just looks right. Plus, it's how he, you know, part of the way he's able to fly it is because of that. Rudder yeah. on his yeah, head. Yeah, they make that. They make that a point in the movie. And again, it like it's shit like that. It's shit like that's a point in the movie. Yeah, that like it's a rudder on the helmet, and like you know that was something that uh, what's his name thought Howard of Howard Hughes. PB. PB oh, thought of yeah. That's right. Hughes was was jealous. Yeah. God, John Locke is great in this. Yeah. Uh, he was so great. you mentioned the director. Yeah. Not a household name. I don't know. He did but... uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Jumanji. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, did he the original Jumanji. And I he was, a, that. and he was a visual effects guy on the on all the star, original Star Wars and Indiana Joneses. But oh, also, shit. so very appropriate. For the director movie. of the first MCU, Captain America. Oh, really? I read that, but I know nothing about the MCU really, so mm. I, I glossed over it. Yeah, I mean, if we're starting to say also director of the first MC Hammer music video. <laughs> nope. Nice. <laughs> nope. Get he that did, guy. He did the Captain America origin film that we all know and love now. I don't know that. Film. I haven't seen that. Oh, I haven't seen the first Avenger. I I have only, the only MCU films I've seen. I think I saw Iron Man, the first one. First one's good. Are the Guardians of the Galaxies. Them. Yeah, the okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Those Galaxies. are the only two I've seen. And I think I saw Guardians is a good one. And I saw uh, the first Avengers, one where fucking Arrow Man shoots arrows and shit. Okay. And then I recent more recently watched. A few more. I watched uh, Captain Strange. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, sorry. Doctor, no, Captain Strange, yeah. No, it's Doctor. He's I know right. it is. I know. I oh, know okay. it is. Uh, it's a sound clown. I watched... Uh, I, oh, I, wa- I did watch... Okay, this one pissed me off. I might have pissed... Articulated this before, but... I, wa- I watched Captain America The Civil War. Mm-hmm. Not a Civil War movie. I don't think, I don't think it's movie. called The Civil Not War. Not a Civil but... War movie, but... Beyond that... How much slavery is there? None. It was a modern day film. It took place in the current time. And I feel like Captain America, despite being the titular character, barely showed up in it. It was mostly an Iron Man versus everybody else movie. It was really... Spoilers. Avengers 2.5. Yeah, it sucked. And then I watched... Oh, are you kidding? Oh, no, wait. Civil War? I just remember I watched it in a hotel and was like, this is ridiculous. I don't remember how I feel about that. But I will say... I was about to be like, are you fucking... And then I watched I uh, not the not the most recent one, but the one before that, Infinity okay. War. Infinity War, where everybody dies. Sorry, spoiler alert. But yeah, so I think the the he, this guy was a really interesting choice, though, or a good choice, frankly, for the first Captain America, because that one, of course, is set entirely during World War Two. Oh, so you know, before he gets thrown to the future or the present. So, um, you know, be, I haven't seen that in a while, so I'd kind of like to go back now and see if he again manages to keep the same kind of like balance of like you know pulpiness and but taking you know, sort of the event seriously and was there a string of movies in the early 90s that were like pre-war dramas they were like kind of like 
similar to this. Pearl Harbor. Well, that was that was like that was, early two. That was like two thousand three. Was it? That was two thousand or two thousand. Was it really? Had Damn. Josh Hartnett in it. Yeah, I don't know, dude. But Josh Hartnett like, would have been in <laughs> diapers when this movie came out. I know. I mean, all three Indiana Jones were set like in late thirties, right before America yeah, so got Indiana involved in the war. Jones, I'm thinking one movie I'm thinking of in particular. I don't even remember what it was called. I want to say it. Ha- I know it had. Mel Gibson? The Patriot. No. That was, <laughs> that was pre a different war. Um, Mel Gibson, I think it was Mel Gibson, and Elijah Wood, and, he, oh. and Mel Gibson like got cryogenically yes, frozen. Yes, and then he wakes up in the present and befriends the... Yeah, that stupid movie. Yeah. Well, it sounds the, it's awesome. It's so bad. It makes no sense. It sounds Neat. bad. <laughs> Forever Young? Something like that. Yeah. It's a terrible movie. I saw it once. The science makes no sense. Isn't that a Rod Stewart song? It might be. It is. So yeah. is plane racing actually a thing or yes. just a death trap for this movie? No, no, it's a real thing, but it's probably also a death trap. Jesus, well, what? You've, you've seen an Quarter air show. I've those. seen an air show, but it's just, you know, planes showing off yeah, and doing Yeah, they do like trick. formations. No, no, but they're really, they're really, I know if it's still a thing, but yeah, plane racing was totally a thing. You gotta imagine, this is 1938. There wasn't a lot to do, man. Like, except they're just, like, they're just like, waiting for World War II to start. They yeah, yeah, except kill on. up all their like, pilots into waiting for World War II. Now, it's exciting is still anyway. kind of a novelty, I'd think. You know, yeah, It's only been around for 20 Twenty years or so, and good playing time uh, and around for what, about nineteen oh nine. Is that Kitty Hawk? Uh, as I recall, and remember. as you may recall, there were definitely airports in Revolutionary Times. <laughs> That's true. So I think you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. But yeah, no, I think Kitty Hawk was 03. But yeah, like airplanes being a major part of sort of everyday life only really goes back to the like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, like World War One, they were still like, nah, these newfangled contraptions. Sometimes they just blow up. <laughs> You have to stick them with gum. That was the thing I didn't like. It was so because it was very dumb. I loved when PV just stuck his hand in into his mouth. I was like, "You're all disgusting." Bolted machine guns to regular airplanes, and like they were operated by the pilot with like a string, like that. Well, they they did have to make a special device so that it would yeah it would synchronize with the propeller and not shoot the propeller off. Yeah, damn, which is very clever. But yeah, no, airplane racing, it might still be real, I don't know, but it definitely was at some point. I went through a really big airplane phase seemed, as a kid, they so. They were so, like, I don't know if this was just the, the shots for the movie or if this is what they were like, but they, were they that close to each other and the audience when they flew? That I don't know. Because I know we talked a while back, I forget what reference, about air shows being terribly dangerous. Probably in relation to Nova Squadron, actually. Mm. Oh, that yep, that sounds right. That sounds right now. Um, Yeah. I don't know if they were that close in real life, but I mean, planes that fly in formation yeah. definitely fly that close. Yeah, that's true. Like well, the, I, the the blue angels and those folk. What really got to me, and I said this when I was watching. I mean, if Jesus. you're dressed as a clown, you got to be that close. Imagine being in a fucking like cockpit that tight. No, oh. for the like the racing plane one where he's basically just like there's just enough room for him. Yep, mm. we just see a giant head popping out of this bubble, tiny tiny plane. Yep, God. And then um, they destroy the plane, and I felt so bad for that little plane. It was very yeah, cute. It was. It was a, it was a Bright darling. yellow, like my He's car. Got another one. He does. End. Oh, the the uh, the airfield owner, oh, promoter, yeah. whoever he was, guy. He's uh, a that guy. He's a he's a that guy. guy. I always remember him as he's always seems to play like a like a 
kind of a, a weaselly guy. Yeah, no, that's that like voice. Caitlin said. Like that's the character he always plays. Yeah, I remember my... It was very Danny DeVito like. That's what I said. I said this is the guy you hire when Danny DeVito says no. <laughs> or I don't know. I think, he's, I I think he's got his own thing because I feel said. like Danny DeVito is a lot is different. I don't know. I I, I like this guy a lot. Oh yeah, uh, he, mean, was in, uh, he, wrong he, he was in he was in my. My controversially, probably my favorite Coen Brothers film, uh, Miller's Crossing. Oh, Miller's Crossing is good. Uh, I don't know it. I've Miller's never Crossing seen is good, played, but my, my favorite will forever and, forever and ever be Barton Fink. Barton Fink's great, too. I'm not going to lie. I have not seen many of their films. I still need to. They're fun. They're very arty. Yeah. You yeah. kind of have to be in an arty mood Miller's Crossing's great because it's kind of like, a, I mean, it is a gangster film. Yeah. But it's, it's they fucking wreck a house. That's they wreck a house in this movie. They too. do. They that's actually that house. is something I misremembered. This must be from a different film, or I just completely made it up. But I was convinced that there was a bit where, like, after the Fed shot up the front floor, that eventually the facade just <laughs> fell forward. But that I, must would, be, I wouldn't put it past them. That must be a different movie. After they wreck a house, they wreck a giant fancy restaurant. Yep. Which I, I entirely forgot this scene existed, but I don't mm. know how. Like everything doesn't catch fire from that fucking rocket. Pack. A lot of it does, though. Which so is like every laundry, table he goes over. In the laundry oh yeah, that room, whole room. It should be fucking, fucking toast. I mean, let's be fair. His his and all legs, the women in the fucking costume room yeah. and not costume room, whatever. That his room. legs should have been stumps after the first time he used the rocket. The yeah, was, the yeah. fire does not follow the laws of physics. It follows the laws of story. That. Yeah, I was having a really nice time not thinking about that. So thanks. God to both damn of you it! Assholes. Thanks for ruining the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Tim Dalton, though, man, they drew out his death, and I appreciated that. Yeah, oh my, he's exploded for so long. That was an incredibly long shot. Between, I was like, Jesus, between is him this a and Disney movie? Yeah, between him and Lothar, and it's just the deaths yeah. in this movie were great. Well, it's like, I mean, Caitlin, you put it best. It was a simpler time when everyone could agree that we just hated Nazis. I was like, yeah, what a nice time it was. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Nazis, man. Even like even the fucking mobster was like, "What? You're a fucking not? No, fuck you. I and might like, I might be crooked as shit, I'm, but I'm no Nazi." I'm glad that Paul Sor- Sor- Sorvino has a place where he draws the line. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking Penny Johnson. <laughs> so yeah, what, so like here's an example of why I like the how the writing was done in this movie. So we the only reference. Okay, I won't say the only reference, but. We have the op- we have the scene in the movie theater where we get introduced through the background, really, to the idea that Nazis are a thing around. Yeah. And we get the idea mm. that that you know that they hate that you know these guys don't like the Nazis. And then you know we have Howard Hughes turning down the opportunity to rebuild the device after it's lost or destroyed. Yep. But then we don't hear anything about Nazis. Yeah. We don't really hear anything about Nazis again until it is revealed. That Neville, oh when is a Nazi. when Jennifer Connelly finds the secret when she room, finds a secret when room. they when they gave the girl, girl character something to do yeah and and honestly like if there had been like a like we already knew that Neville was a villain yeah from the very start like, yeah that was he, obvious yes. oh yeah he, he was villainous from the beginning but if there had been a scene earlier in the movie where like he meets this the German this use use you come with the Zeppelin, and we will take the device. That is the Frenchest sounding German <laughs> I've ever heard. It usually, it usually goes Australian with Jake. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, if there had been like a scene with him conniving with Nazis earlier in the film, <laughs> conniving with Nazis, it wouldn't have made. I don't know. I think it would. I think it would have. Wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I like the fact that we don't get the whole Nazi plot until like two thirds through yeah, the movie. I forgot. 
how I like I forgot the fact they waited that long to reveal mm-hmm. that he was a Nazi. Yeah. I know that, that the Neville character is, is based on Errol Flynn and that Errol, there were rumors that Errol Flynn was a secret Nazi. Really? I never knew that. Yeah, I want to kind of look, I didn't get a chance to look too far into this because I started looking into Howard Hughes because he's fucking fascinating. Oh yeah, he's a he's crazy bastard. He's a psycho crazy yeah, that Leo Considering movie. I was he was... going to say, the, he, what was that movie? The uh, Aviator. The Aviator, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, considering like Hughes was also one of the quote one of the most financially successful individuals in the world, mm-hmm. that he just went fucking nuts. Yeah, he did. He did. Like when they when they found when they found yeah, yeah. Right? when they found him dead, he was so his his appearance was so unlike himself. The only way they could figure out who it was was through fingerprints. And I guess they found like his his corpse had all these like broken off needles in his muscles. What the fuck? From mm. all the medication he was on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he uh, he tragically definitely had a lot of mental health issues that were not appropriately addressed. The spruce goose would have worked. Yeah, yeah. Unless he has, as we said earlier. or whatever he said. The they... spruce goose flew exactly one mile. Yep. In its entire life. Yep. yep. Oh, yep. wow. Yeah, and this, I don't know if this is like a little, little Easter egg or not or what, but I thought it was interesting how... The uh, statue that they use to test oh, yeah. the rocket pack Lindy? on is, is Lucky, Lucky Lindy, who himself was a noted Nazi sympathizer. Until I don't know more. enough about Lindbergh. Yeah, no, in fact, he... like I was reading, so you, you're familiar with the, do you know the business plot? The plot against America? It's a sort of a... Enlighten us. So it was a thing in the th- late 30s, maybe early 40s, I'm not sure, where basically a bunch of businessmen in the united states were like holy shit roosevelt is destroying our business socialism socialism fuck 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 clang 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 so they so they basically plotted this is all alleged nobody ever went to jail over it but they but they plotted to more or less stage a coup and install Smedley Darlington Butler. No! That's a great name. Smedley Darlington Butler. Why haven't we named our cats one of these? One, a, one of the cats this name. It was, I believe, a war hero, a Smedley. World War One general, Smedley Darlington Butler. No, no, I'm sorry. Smedley is the bad guy in a mid-century Disney cartoon. Oh yeah. Well, Snidely Whitlock. Yeah, I was gonna right? say he's Snidely's first cousin. Well, so here's the thing, right? So all, so these guys basically they approach this this you know, war hero and are like, hey, you know, people love you. You can, uh, you know, you should join our plot, you know, and we'll make you the, the dictator. You can be basically the Hitler of America. And at the time, you know, Hitler, like, had turned around the German economy. So the businessmen were like, yeah, this will work. Sounds like a Spock thing to do. Uh, yeah, they, basically they had a Spock approach to Nazis at this time. Uh, you know, just ignore all that other stuff. Yeah, all the um, divorce things, all that. And, um, yeah, it was a... And then Smedley Darlington Butler, being patriotic man that he was, went to Congress and testified against this. These men. Good on him. I will say, having found a photo of him, he looks like a Smedley. Oh, that's he looks like a Smedley. Oh, yeah, I was expecting like a curly mustache. Yeah, no, he looks all right. But anyway, my thought was, uh, it's interesting that if you know, obviously Smedley did not share the fascist sympathies of the conspirators mm. but if they had gone to lindy mm. and he mean, was pretty popular he was super popular mm. he was a big deal now what was he a big deal for uh he was uh first trans- charles charles Lindbergh. he did the first transatlantic solo solo oh flight. okay that that Lindbergh, the Lindbergh baby 
Yeah, his uh, baby famously was kidnapped. The limp- Maybe kidnapped? Yeah, kidnapped. To cover up. Yeah. They killed it accidentally. No, nope, it was a kidnapping. Really? Accidentally? Unsolved kidnapping. I've never heard about that. But yeah, that I will look into. Yeah, no, Charles Lindbergh, Nazi sympathizer, possibly baby killer. Yeah. American hero. Well, I mean, if you're a Nazi sympathizer, you are a baby killer. So mm. whether it be... True, true. There you go. Figurative So it took them another, you know, 70 odd years, but they finally succeeded. He wishes his name was Smedley. He, yeah. You say Smedley, you know what I, I start picturing is Eggman from the Sonic the Hedgehog mm. games. He'd be a Smedley. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Smedley Robotnik. <laughs> I seriously have to look at that. I've never heard of the business blog, but it's... Yeah, uh, I don't know how confirmed it all is. I think the only thing they have is the t- the testimony of Smedley, and then, of course, all the in- people involved denied it, and it was quietly covered I, up for I, many years. It sounds... Pretty much like exactly something yeah. that would have happened. Well, you know what we haven't talked about yet are, are the alternate castings that they were thinking about. Oh, okay. of, which, of which I have a very long list. Let's start with, with the with the role of the Rocketeer because, you know, Disney wanted an, a, an A-lister. Sure. And, uh, so it was the 90s. And they're they like, wanted... let's go with Okona. No, no. For the, <laughs> I think it was the, the um, screenwriters basically pushed for Billy Campbell and they finally agreed to it because, you know, he's got that cute face. It was a good choice. And he was good in it. Yeah, like, he was, he was really a very good. good choice. Much better, probably, than their other choices of Kevin Costner. No. No, he's too old. Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, Bill Paxton. Kurt Russell. Emilio Estevez, I might be able to see. In sure. The- Bill Paxton could have worked. No, Bill Pullman would have worked. I was going to say, Bill, Pu- Bill Pullman, I was going to say that same thing. Maybe. But he would have definitely been too old. Who's Matthew He was already. Modine. He was already like Casper's mom in the night, or dad in the Ooh. 90s. Matthew Modine? That Modine? name's vaguely familiar. It's Modine. Modine. I know I know the name. But yeah, most of those guys are like way too old for yeah. me to believe them as like young Johnny hotshot. Johnny Depp was Disney's favorite, but he was busy having scissors for hands. Good. Fucking. Yeah, I don't know. He would have been alright, but I, see, I, I see, the interesting thing is that the Rocketeer is kind of a... Doofus. I mean, he's a doofus. He's, he's not good to his lady. No, not particularly. But she's not really that good to him either. Yeah. She's definitely better to him, though. Well, I just mean that, like, I feel like neither of them really takes the other's, like, passions or He's work. not an Okana in that regard. No. Yeah, that's true. But he's, you know, he's kind of a, he's kind of swashbuckling a bit. Okay, so. But he's, it's not, but he's very evidently new to swashbuckling. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's, he's, yes. This uh, is... Yeah, I served you uh, last time. Like, honestly, like if, if they made, if they made this movie, if they took the script of the Rocketeer and changed some of the set pieces and repackaged it i would have accepted it as a han solo origin film yeah oh interesting yeah. Um, pb is chewy yep yeah <laughs> so i did find a picture of young matthew modi and i still have no fucking clue who he is but he's got a similar look let me see those two fast he looks familiar. Uh, he yeah, looks like, a little like Matt Smith, actually. Like, I know I know oh, the yeah, name. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm thinking, sure I've seen him in something. I was thinking he looks like... But yeah, um, no. I mean, even considering this is 91, and they were all quite a bit younger, they were all still too old. Kevin Costner would definitely Yeah, he would have been too old. I mean, he was in, like, Field of Dreams the same yeah. year, yeah. right? Especially if they paired him with, paired, you know, any of these actors with Jennifer Connelly. That really wouldn't have worked, yeah. No, it would have been I at least... weird. I didn't realize the age gap was so big. I believe they were close in age. Oh, he looked yeah, like, so like Billy Campbell looks very young. Yeah, whereas like I would not have believed that early 90s Kevin Costner was close in age. But the oh, character, yeah. 
Well, I don't think the character was supposed to be in his 30s. I no, mean, no, character. he felt like he was... Well, no, but he yeah. was like 26. in his 30s playing a 20-something-year-old Okono as well, right? Mm, that's true. He's just a young-looking kid. <laughs> it's so, funny, I'm, I'm in the middle of editing uh, Bloodlines right now, where we had the 36-year-old playing Picard's 23-year-old oh. Oh, yeah. not-son. I was going to say, which one is fucking Bloodlines? Yeah, one of the many son ones. Great. Uh, um, Lloyd Bridges turned down the offer for PV. Oh, who's that? Lloyd Bridges again? Um, one of the, the Jeff one of the Bridges, Bridges. father, the first airplane. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I got a wrong date of quit sniffing glue, quit smoking, quit sniffing glue. Oh quit this, quit that. shit, he's quite good. He's a good actor, yeah. Yeah, I just I think he would have been a little too old for. Uh, mm. Alan he, Arkin though just kept he, like he de- just pretty old. He just kept delivering yeah, lines. Lloyd Bridges even then was old. I mean, he was getting old in airplane. Yeah, I felt like Arkin's delivery never quite matched what he was saying. I, but I feel like that's also an Arkin special to just you sort of talk, Alan Arkin. Yeah, you get, you get him to be—he's always kind of exasperated. Yeah. Who yeah. else you got though? Let's see. Uh, both Jeremy Irons and Charles Dance turned down uh, Neville Sinclair. Ooh, Charles Dance. Oh. I know. Jeremy Irons not, would have been great too. Nineteen ninety-one, Charles Dance. See, Charles Dance though—he's also the villain in one of my other favorite superhero films of the nineties, Game of Thrones. What? The Last Action Hero. Don't think I saw it. Oh, oh yeah, I, for, I always forget he's in that. He's the villain. The premise of, of that film is... I like that. Briefly, it is a kid. It's it's a cheese... Um, I don't suspect this movie holds up as well as this di- is uh, as well as Rocketeer, but be that as it may, I loved it when it came out. Basically, a kid is given by... Uh, by a, a ticket taker at a movie theater a magic ticket. Yeah. Which he then tears and it transports him inside of an action movie okay that's um, a fun premise for the for movie the, the movie 90s. is starring arnold schwarzenegger hmm. and but when he gets into the film obviously you know arnold's there but he's playing the character or he is the character from the film and it's a and like the movie itself it's very it's very um it's it was so billed kind of as an action movie or is like a comedy. I mean, it is both, but it's also, I think, a, for a, kids. It sounds yeah. a little kiddie. It is for kids. It was, yeah. But it's also very satirical. Here's a little kiddie. Like, there's a lot of jokes. Like, for example, one of my favorite jokes from that film is they're in a movie. Like, the kid is trying to convince the Arnold character in the movie that he is actually a movie star and that his hmm. name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, and so that he's like, here, I'll prove it to you. We'll go to the video store. We'll go to Blockbusters. Yeah, yeah, and, and rent Total and, Recall. And we'll rent some some Arnold movies. So they get there and he's like... The kid shouldn't be watching Total Recall. And he's Recall. like, look, there's, and there's a poster for The Terminator, but it's starring Sylvester Stallone. Uh. And they actually like made a, a Sylvester Stallone... Like a mock-up poster? Poster for, oh, that's cute. for Terminator. That's awesome. There's a white cat on my notes now. Oh, I can't tell you the other, the other like notes. In, in the movie world and that, the villain is Charles Dance. and What is the villain's role? What does he do that's fun? Um, I don't remember. He had a, I remember he had a, a glass eye and that Ooh. was sort of a thing. What, in real life or in no, the movie? No, in the, in the movie. Okay. And like one of them exploded. It was just one like it was a very it was a very cartoon Yikes. like the movie world was very cartoonish. Like I remember like Yeah. Didn't he literally have a cartoon sidekick? There was a cartoon police officer, but there was also like I remember the uh they were gonna like blow up, they're gonna try to destroy some rival mafia boss mm. or his whole family. So they packed a corpse with explosives. 
And to trigger the explosives, you had to pull the corpse's finger. Nice. Yikes. But yeah. Anyway, end of the film. Spoiler alert. The movie world comes out into the real world. And, uh, oh, okay. That's kind of And bad things start happening. Well, that explains why everything's so fucked. I love that movie. Well, you know, if we ever really want, F. Murray Abraham is also in it. So he we've was. got a Trek connection. That's true. Mm. So has the cat moved off of the appropriate part of the notes? Well, the other part of the notes that I know Caitlin noticed when we first started recording was that if we hadn't gotten, you know, Trek alum Paul Sorvino, actually he wouldn't have been in Trek yet, but uh, they uh, they offered uh, Eddie Valentine to Joe Pesci, who turned it down. That would have just been distracting. I don't know if I think it would have been distracting, but I think that Joe Pesci would have been too, like, serious gangster, and this is kind of like a fun film. Yeah. Although, we say that he was in Home Alone. Yeah, but, like, I really... Yeah, but he fucking meant that shit. That's true. He bit Kevin McAllister's finger so hard that what's-his-name still has a fucking scar. Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's got a scar on his finger from Joe Pesci, like, cutting his shit with his teeth. Damn. Yeah, no, so... Yeah, right. He would have, yeah. He would have actually, like... What? I don't know fucking Nazi starts wailing on Tim Dalton. Like, it's a, it's a, it's an act. Jesus. They should have made no. They should have made Joe Pesci the Rocketeer, so that when 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 the guy then... decided when the guy was like, oh, you should do the clown act. He'd be like, do I clown to you? <laughs> do I make you laugh? I was going to say, because then you could have had what's her name from uh, my cousin Vinny be the the guy that fixes the. What's her name? Um, I don't know. The hot aunt now in... What's her name? I can't think of it. Come her. on. Oh, guys. Anyway. But yeah, the girlfriend who's also a mechanic. Yeah, she could have been she in it. Been and PB. she could have been the one fixing the rocket. And PB would have been the love interest instead of... Yeah, I have a Jennifer question. Jennifer Connelly. What, 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 so PB and... And what's the... Cliff. Cliff. Cliff Secord. Cliff So PB and, and, and Cliff, they cohabitate, mm-hmm. evidently. In a dog's head? Is that what they live? No, they live no, in they, they they That's where they had to hide out. The house that got shot up. Yeah. I mean, Peavy's like kind of older man. Mm-hmm. Cliff's a young man. Would you say mm-hmm. that Peavy was a confirmed bachelor? Perhaps. Perhaps. I, I just, I'm just kind of curious what their relationship is. Um, because it's Peavy a... seems to go do a lot for for Cliff. So I, he probably doesn't have to. Because it's a Disney film, my impression was, and maybe this was just lost in an adaptation in one of those drafts or something, but it feels like one of those I raised him. Yeah, like we don't hear anything about, about parents you know, or anything. Parents. Mm. You can only assume, especially because Disney. I mean, well, everyone in Disney comics. is a fucking yeah. orphan, so it would make That's sense. True. Yeah. Yeah, it could be something that just never made it over from the comics, like you were saying, Ames. Like, yeah. I, it definitely felt like, yeah, I don't think they were uh, confirmed bachelors together. It was more like Peavy was his his uh, father figure. Mm, okay. Yeah, and he's like, but he's also like the mechanic. Yeah. And, and can build well, he probably Well, he probably learned how to fly from him. I mean, it's probably like the business well, that he a knew. a pilot, though? Well, yeah. Think... Yeah, they, there's actually... Oh, the there gangsters... was a picture. There was a picture, that's right, in the um, in the diner. Yeah, when the oh, gangster's yeah. looking at photos on the wall, there's a picture of a younger PB standing next to a biplane in like a full full kit. Mm. Yeah, man. In that in that diner, my note was the pies are the worst casualty of this movie. Yeah, true. Because mm. I want to eat those pies. <laughs> so reportedly, and this and no news like this changes on a day to day basis. But as of 2016, so it's surely dead by now. Disney wanted to reboot it as the Rocketeers, mm-hmm. and it would be set six years after the original. So thirty, no, forty. Four. Four. 
and have a black female pilot searching for Cliff Secord, who has gone missing. But they couldn't possibly find him, because in the real world it's been 25 years, and they didn't they put Billy have... Campbell into cryostasis. No, they can get uh, the guy who played Han Solo. He'll be fine. <laughs> mm. That would actually be kind of hysterical. Yeah, so how would the Han Solo... So the Han Solo origin version of this is, instead of Nazis, it's the Empire. Yep. And instead of a rocket pack, it's... A rocket pack. <laughs> it's the Millennium Falcon. It's the Millennium Falcon. You can't wear the Millennium Falcon on your back. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Well, no, that's... The Millennium Falcon is his plane from the beginning. Oh, there we that go. He crash, that he crashes. Sure, sure. And then he may, maybe it's not a jetpack. Maybe it's something else that he gets. No, wait. He was actually friends with Boba Fett, and they both had jetpacks together. There you go. Jetpack. Jetpack buddies. So he has jetpack, and then in the end, who? So somebody. So he has to have a rich benefactor. That's the one that ends up Jabba. Getting, Jabba. Yep. Jabba the Hutt. That's part of the reason. Is our Howard yeah. Hughes character? <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> who gives Han Solo the Millennium Falcon at the end? Younger, younger Jabba had one of those mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this already. I, I, I mean, I let's be honest. This movie is better than both The Outrageous Akona oh. and Solo. So, I mean... Agreed. Yes. True. Yes. Yeah. I mean, most things are better than The Outrageous Akona. That is true. <laughs> and it's, it's just so transparently, like, we're trying to make a Star Trek Han Solo. pregnant chick couldn't But I'm glad that he got another job after that. Yes. Like, I'm glad that he was able to find Well, I was work. wondering if this was before or after, because I was like, fuck, I wouldn't hire this guy. No, that was like a season Kono. one episode or two. two. Was the, the second, I think, of season two? Yeah. Sounds so right. That would have been 88. 88. Yeah, yeah one of the first 91, ones of season two. so. Oof. Hard to imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. The special effects, visual effects in this film... Quite dated. Yeah, it was it was ILM. Oh wow. Yeah. What is that? Industrial uh, Light and Magic. George Lucas's special effects company. Oh neat. But I think what we're learning time and time again is that when you're like green screen or blue screen compositing, which is what I'm sure most of those flight flying around scenes were. More than certainly. It Um, it certainly wasn't Billy Campbell because he's a well, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like it it could have been miniatures, but I don't think it was miniatures. I think it was just there was that one time where the big guy with the makeup face was obviously a dummy smashing through the window. Yeah, they were so Um, angry at him about it too. Like, damn it, Lothar! How dare you? God damn it! No, no, Tim Dalton was sad. He's like, oh, that was a sad. Oh, I thought it, I thought he was kind of un- unhappy. No, I think the other Germans were unhappy, but he Aww. seemed like my my huge ugly friend my who cuts the crusts henchmen. off his sandwiches. Mm. Oh, when, yeah. when, was that a, was when, that a thing? When he first calls him, when you just see his hands, he's got a plate with a sandwich on it that he's cut into fours yeah, and cut no the crusts, crusts off like yeah, a cake. Yeah, you're right. I can't stand people who don't eat the crust. It's such a waste. Pizza. Is the special. Nazis were. Uh, oh yeah, that's fair. Were amusing. The, mm. Yeah, like the like the, the the crew on the on the Zeppelin, like <laughs> the captain who's like, oh, don't worry, we have the best pilot in all of Germany. He's knocked out a window, and then the oh, fuck, guys. <laughs> oh, did anybody else? I don't know if this was just me projecting this, but did Neville affect kind of a German accent yeah, once suddenly, it was revealed? Yes. That I could have done. Without. I was like, uh, that was a that was a little dumb. That was a bit, yeah. Like he could have just been an Englishman, an Englishman who, who was yeah. uh, sympathetic. Why, Those existed. Yeah. Why did he have a closet full of women's clothing? To impress the many women he brought to his house, probably. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh man, when I she... want you to dress in this. 
<laughs> oh what? god, I will say Tim Dalton when he turned the creep factor up, that was astounding. It was he nice. was so creepy. He's good. He's good. When she so, you know, Chris when we're watching it and he like chloroforms Jenny. Chris is like, "Jesus, good thing he had that chloroform rag, you know, at the ready." And I said, "This is probably how he gets all of his dates back to his house, you know, if he's having a slow night at the club." And then they get to the house and Jenny's like, "Is this how you seduce all your dates?" And I was like, "Damn, oh, girl, get out of my head." I finally did a scene with Neville Sinclair. Oh, that was good. That was yeah, good. That I like I like I liked her there. She doesn't do very much after that. Yeah, no, she's very much like the traditional like Damsel. woman in a comic book pulp kind. Of. It's her job yeah, but to she get knocked out, captured. She knocked out the big motherfucker. Lothar. Lothar. She knocked out some random... Uh, didn't she also knock out some random... She knocked out Tim Dalton with a Well, base. right, she did that. <laughs> yeah, but he got up Did again. she also get another dude? Well, she got into a fight in the in the Zeppelin. That's right. Yeah, no, she fucked up some bitches. She, she did. did great. Um, and she looked beautiful but doing yeah, it. I'd say, yeah, one thing that would have been more... I know, why, potentially why an improvement would have been to have... Do not, do Have not. her more out of that character. Yeah, but they were... be the damsel in distress. Yeah, but they were very was, much... I think a lot of that was from the comics where... Yeah. yeah. Like... I just like had a whole section in um, the, the comic book writer's Wikipedia page that was just all pin-up models that he's drawn. Mm. And I said, like, yeah, that's that's what she is. That's what she was meant to be. Oh, so there's <laughs> another great Tim Dalton moment that, Caitlin, you noticed. When uh, after they fired Jenny, but he realizes he needs her because she knows Cliff Secord. But you noticed that you can... Oh, no, he was just kind of like doing that thing where you check yourself and he kind of like ran his hand and then like yeah. kind of... Made sure his wig was okay. Mm. Yeah, he like kind of adjusted his hair a little bit. He's like, isn't that a wig? Yeah. <laughs> Still, you want to check the wig, too. It's true. I actually really, really liked during the scene where Jenny's getting fired, and they're playing out the the, the scene in the background, that you could hear all the the same lines being delivered. And I, I like that touch. That was nice. Yeah. Reminds you that, oh yeah, that's going on. Yep. Whilst Cliff is barging into a set. I yeah. mean, you know what closed set means, don't you? No. I mean, obviously not, dude. But also, like, does anybody? Shouldn't there have been a guy watching the door? Don't you pay someone for that? Like, no, there are like thirties. There are a bunch of women he was watching instead. <clears throat> yeah, but also that that flat was an accident. Yeah, no, that was happened. not secured well. Somebody, like, somebody should have got fired over that, and it wasn't so, Jane. That wasn't secured mm. well enough. Where the hell was the guard for the door? Clear ocean who was violations their fight, everywhere. Who was their fight choreographer that that one dude ended up getting stabbed? Yeah, they had, a re- they had real Sinclair. swords. Well, and I thought it was like real too. Like I thought he meant to do it. I was like, fuck, did he kill that guy? They well, kind of imply he might have. Yeah, that was, that was another brief moment where I'm like, eh, I don't know. If the other like Unless they had made it more clear that he did intentionally stab the guy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if they, because the guy says like, did I steal the scene? It would have been maybe if, uh, if, there had been some indication of that prior, mm. and then we could have uh, actually seen, you know, then it would have been more clear that yeah, Neville actually just stabbed him. But at the same time, I didn't like, get the impression at all. I didn't, I thought he was joking. I don't know. I at the same time, it just seemed like an unnecessary bit in the film. We we're already aware that, that he's that yeah. he's a villain. Okay, so that's the one unnecessary scene in how long is the movie? Under no, I'm under just. I'm, I mean, I'm really picking nits. About yeah, no, this it's right it's now. really a very very. good I had film. forgotten about it though that part, and yeah, yeah, I remember just being like, "There's no payoff," so I don't understand why this is here. Although the initial but, sequence yeah. itself is great because it is very much like just a old swashbuckling movie, and they yeah. captured that perfectly. Yeah, and even like even to the point of like he's wearing the eye mask, like yeah. the Zorro mask, and then he pulls it off, and then they're like, "Oh my God, it's you!" Yeah, Sir Reginald. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, that's basically how that shit works. That's actually one of the 
No. That is the only, like, good moment of the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Is, I saw it in theaters because I loved the comics, and I was like, I should see this. Oh, that was a mistake. But when he shows up at his sort of on-again, off-again girlfriend's place after he's rescued her as Green Lantern, you know, he shows up still as the Green Lantern. He's like, are you okay, miss? And she's like, Hal? No, I... Hal, I've known you since we were like 15. I've seen you naked. You think because I can't see your upper cheekbones, I'm not going to be able to tell it's you? Also, why are you naked? <laughs> well, no, he was, isn't he? Actually naked under the suit? Technically? Everyone's naked green under lantern. their clothes. I mean, no, what I mean is, doesn't he use like green lantern power to like make the... Isn't it like just an image? It was, so, I mean, in the movie, it's explicitly like, yeah, he uses green lanterns to sort of create it over his clothes... Okay. I forget how it works in the comics, to be honest. So he is wearing clothes. Isn't his power that the color green is gives him power? No, he can pretty much make anything he can think of with his power ring. As it just, long as it's green? Well, it just, it's green because that's the energy it projects. Uh, so That's the color of its chakra. Are yes. there other uh, lanterns? Yes. There eventually were others made. There was a whole big storyline. People call it the Skittle Lantern War. <laughs> But originally, no, there was just the Green Lantern and um, his, well, the original Green Lantern was Alan Scott, but that's a whole different thing. The Hal Jordan Green Lantern, his main enemy was um, Sinestro, very subtle name, a disgraced Green Lantern who went to like another dimension and got an evil ring, which uh, used yellow energy. Yellow, right? And yellow energy was the one thing... The color yellow was the Green Lantern ring's weakness. Who's the kryptonite? But yellow was supposed to be. Yeah, so you I could just, just piss on the Green Lantern and take all his power away. It, it be, wouldn't take his power. Be a complimentary. It color. wouldn't take his power away. But like, if you were trying to shoot the Green Lantern and he made a big green like shield, if you peed on it, it would shatter. Wow. It's the stupidest weakness. They eventually Wait, got rid of it. Literally pee. Like well, if it's yellow. What if you were blonde? Yeah, you could you probably beat the shit out of with your hair. Or if you had like a like a little yellow cat. Yep, totally. There's actually one of the stupidest Green Lantern stories I ever read. He's like trying to like a bus has broken down. But it's on, yellow. <gasps> a school bus has broken down on some tracks. It's like I can't pick it up. It's yellow. It's like, dude, the undercarriage is black. Yikes. The tires are black. But also, I would argue that school buses are closer to orange than yellow. Well, still, it was just. It, no, no, is is there a spectrum? Is there a color spectrum that he can do? I honestly don't remember because when what I. What about yellow green? What about yellow green? So Chris? when I was reading the comics, the incumbent lantern. Yellow green is a problem. Green yellow isn't because it's more green. All right, <laughs> when we've I, gotten pretty far. I was, I, off yeah, I read the tears. when I was reading it was the Kyle Rayner years. They'd gotten rid of that stupid, 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 stupid weakness. So I don't quite know the mechanics. All right. Yes, well, sorry. Done. I have what exactly one more note, and that's the Nazis in rock in Rocketeer Rockets cartoon is the best part of this movie. Yeah, oh, the cartoon man. was fun. I remember the cartoon old. is so cute. I remember when I was like really young, and this movie was new, being really creeped out by the design of the Rocketeer Nazi like helmet face thing. Mm. Like now it's not, but I remember as a kid, like it really creeped the shit out of me. Which is funny, because yeah. in a way, like, the Rocketeer mask is sort of creepy, but I never thought so. Still don't, but... Mm, yeah, it's got that kind of grated mouth. Yeah, like, imagine this well, guy's it's like... Iron Man-ish. That's where Iron Man must have gotten some of their... Uh... No, Iron Man's from the 60s. Oh, that's true. I forgot. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, imagine, you know, you've just survived this thing, this guy says, like, Don't worry, man, with his, like, grill mouth and his huge bug eyes. Like, ah! Grill mouth Fuck and... off! Grill mouth and bug eyes. Great design, though. I love it. 
It's great. Oh, another Trek reference, kind of, not reference, but another Trek connection in mm. this movie is uh, the, the climactic battle at Griffith Observatory. Griffith Absor- Observatory will, in the future, we haven't seen it yet, factor prominently in an episode of Voyager. Oh, cool. Hmm. Neat. That's where they were doing the hostage handoff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a famous landmark in Los Angeles. Yeah, it shows up in a lot of... Los Angeles based. Although films. I do get, I do think it's so, it, it's incredibly trite that there are so many like, how did Hollywood land, land lose the land? Yeah. Like, I'm done, I'm done with all these fucking land jokes. Yeah, but I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen one, so I kind of I think thought they, it was cute. Yeah, it's in this. That's because no one does them anymore because it's a bad how, idea. How, how else is that settled? 1941 had it blown up. But uh, it was already blown up in 1938 by Neville Sinclair. I know, I don't get it either. I feel like it's in like a lot of like Bugs Bunny cartoons or something. something. I feel like I've seen it I feel like I've seen it enough times that I'm done with it. See that to me feels like something where like that feels like a studio intervention to me. It's like Mm. like, oh we gotta get one more joke in there. Yeah. Uh, actually you know the great like a really great joke is at the end when, you know, PB's reading off the sort of falsified news report Mm. claiming he was killed when uh, when Sinclair was killed when rub- Rubble fell on his car. Like, oh, rubble, rubble, rubble. It's a shame. It's a nice car. Yeah. <laughs> I think he literally was like, oh, terrible. <laughs> nice car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that ending. Yeah, that's the thing. It is kind of a shame that they didn't turn this into a franchise because they, they set it up yeah. at the end with having... You know, PV still having the... Oh, yeah. Um, blueprints. The blueprints and, you know, our, like... Like, already talking about, oh, I could improve this. Yeah, that, and Hughes is our new buddy. Yeah. I would I would love to watch more of Hughes and uh, PB palling around. Yeah, this was originally supposed to be a trilogy, but because, I guess the movie, like, made... It only made $46 million on a $35 million budget. Yeah, that's that's and, sad. It was and, so good. Yeah, so they just they said no to the, the two other two movies. I didn't as big as I thought it was. Yeah, I had never sure. heard of it until, really? until I met Chris. I feel like if they... Produce this script today with modern well, they'd fuck it up special effects. Well, no, they have to do the same script and and hopefully maybe everything would be green screened. And I get so tired of that. I mean, everything was green screened in this. True. (laughs) No, it was was shittier. It was charming. It it wouldn't be green green or blue screen. It would just be an Mm. all CG clip seacorn. CG. I don't want that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this was an eighteen-inch model seacorn. So oh, it was a model. Yeah. See, that's right. I wasn't sure if it was... So, yeah, that was something I was Billy Campbell was afraid of heights. I think he got a little better during the movie. And I guess, you know, they didn't want to put a stunts person through whatever the fuck this was. (laughs) Well, there was some... So, like, as much as, like, some of the compositing effects were shitty, there was some pretty okay... Yeah, a lot of it. ...stunt work. Oh, yeah. Uh, Even, like... That clown in the the bag of air? Yeah. Clown in the bag of air. there, There was a moment where... The, uh, you know, the, where he's doing, like, the, the, where he's climbing onto the airplane to rescue the clown, and mm-hmm. it looks legit. I don't know yeah. how they, maybe they literally had a stuntman climbing onto a plane in flight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I doubt that. And yeah, then there's just... a point where, like, his <clears throat> rocket g- gives out, and he tumbles down several hundred feet. And there's a moment in that where it looks like they actually had a skydiver do it. Well, it was a really good effect, too, was um, the cloud. when he re- reactivates the rocket in the cloud, the way yeah. they had the light sort mm-hmm. of dispersed through it looked really yeah, good. Yeah, there, there's some really dated stuff, the compositing, but some of the, the stuff, the more practical stuff, I thought really Yeah, no, it really does hold up. 
But yeah, you're right. If they did it today, it would be they fuck know, it up. all CG and yeah, like, it I, like, look as I good. get so sad watching like behind the scenes videos of like you know Game of Thrones or or the Star Wars prequels, which were nothing but green screens, and just watching like actors walk down a green hallway. It's like this is sad. This is just fucking sad. Yeah, like at least build some of the damn building. Isn't there's a uh, there's a video somewhere? I don't know if it's a. I think it's a video. Or I just read it. I don't remember. But I thought that there's a thing in re- in reference to the. Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy where Ian McKellen had to perform most of his scenes Naked. with most of his oh. scenes that were with the hobbits Yikes. I believe had like some of them they use like forced perspective and stuff but a lot of them were he performed in front of a green screen I think that was more in the, in the hobbit oh was that in the hobbit Lord of the Rings they used a lot more of the like Practical forced effects, perspective, forced perspective, big like props. Yeah, to, big to, and little props. Part of the reason that, yeah, no, I think they uh, ended up being kind of lazy with the Hobbit. Well, and the Hobbit sucked, to so yeah. that makes more sense. But anyway, yeah, so Ian McKellen basically kind of like breaking down on set and being like, "This is not acting." Or yeah, that was definitely the Hobbit. I've read the same okay. thing. Mm. Yeah, um, no, no, Lord so of the Rings. Don't they make tried. Ian mad. It can actually be demoralizing to actors. Yeah, for actors Lord of the Rings. They tried a lot harder. Yeah, well, Hobbit was a money grab. It was a money. As soon as they were like, "Yeah, it's going to be a trilogy," you knew it was a money. Yeah. Always <laughs> oh, the same thing. I was like, "You're not going to. You can't eke three movies out of this book. It's like well, a small they, they'll book. just pad it with a bunch of fucking Legolas bullshit and <laughs> some some little Silmarillion, which only I didn't even really big watch. I don't think I even watched the third one. Sorry, I, no I watched the first two, and like they did the fucking surfboard shield arrow thing. Mm-hmm. Like three times, just in, to piss you off. Oh, it's in the they, they heard Jake's. They uh, took the worst, the worst forty-five frames <clears throat> of 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 cinema ever captured, and just just kept copy pasting it. <laughs> Made it into a whole movie. Oh, so just terrible. two hours of Legolas doing the surfing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would love. I would would have liked it for there to be a franchise. Oh, that, who knows? They probably wouldn't have been able to maintain. Because yeah. like part of the reason this movie works so well is because the origin story is because it's very tight. Yeah. If yeah. it's if he just becomes a superhero that has a jetpack. Yeah, like there were legit scenes like they they just pulled from the comics directly for many many scenes. Like mm. it was just verbatim from the comics. Mm. So if they had enough comics to work from, maybe. I don't know if they did. Maybe um, you know what it is now is the time not for a remake, not even like a reboot, something, but a high budget streaming service series. Preferably a streaming service I already have a subscription to. But then it would become like the Rocketeer so cinematic CBS. universe. That's true. And everything's got to be a universe. Now. Oh, they could do like an uh, alternate history Catwoman? thing where the Nazis do get the jetpack and he has to go fight them, but then they win the war anyway, and then he has to fight them as part of the the Rocketeer in the High Castle. Oh yeah, that's a, that's that. already a show. I'd watch that okay. actually. Everything every, that's what we need to just come up with is all the versions of the big streaming shows, but with the Rocketeer. Mm. Stranger Things, just add the Rocketeer. Yay! <laughs> Bunch of kids and a guy with a jetpack. Abbott and Costello <laughs> meet the Rocketeer. And I guess the Ninja could, Turtles and the Rocketeer. Between yep. between the Last Crusade and this movie, it just reaffirms my belief. That there's nothing wrong with throwing Nazis out of a blimp. No, nothing at all. Nice. 100%. On that note, <laughs> I think this is a perfect note to end on. Yes. Yes, it is. So what are we doing, Jake? Oh, what are we? Oh, this is the, the talk out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jake us out, man. All right, we'll do it. All right. Well, folks, that was The Rocketeer. Uh, 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 rollicking. Uh, yeah, great soundtrack. 
I think a great movie. I think we all agreed it was a good movie. Yeah, I was su- I was very surprised when you told me when you watched it recently and said it holds up. And I read the synopsis of it. And I'm like, this holds up. <laughs> You're like, does it? This is the stupidest idea I ever heard. No, and then so you good. watch it and it's great. Yeah. Um, so and it's one of those movies I think a lot of people may have forgotten about. Yep. Uh, especially you know even if you grew up when it came out, even if you're our age, then uh, I you might not remember it as well. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Please watch it. Sadly, as of recording, not streaming anywhere, but you can uh, rent it for like three bucks on yeah, Amazon. I, I have it. And already. it's eight bucks to buy new. So. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, get get The Rocketeer. It's great. Watch it. Rewatch it. Uh, and let us know what you think yeah. of The Rocketeer. But we are back to business next week as we will be jumping head first into the first of the Star Trek The Next Generation movies. That is Star Trek Generations. Generations, everybody. And why is it called Generations? Well, because we have both the next generation and... The nexter generation? The the past generation. That's right. Old meets new in this cosmic adventure featuring your favorites, Jean-Luc Picard and James T. Kirk, played respectively by Patrick Stewart and William Shatner in his final... Star Trek appearance. We don't know. He could be in Picard. That's true. His final Star Trek appearance that has aired to date and is not archival footage. So there's that. Look forward to that next week. We'll also get us some doing action and some caning. And, you know, the cameo no one asked for. Yeah. Uh, we see a Sulu. No, we see a Sulu. Mm-hmm. We see uh, Cameron from yeah. uh, Frere Bueller's Day Off. We'll, we'll see all this next all week. All right. Anyway, it's very exciting, everybody. No, it is. We hope you'll, you'll join us next time as we go beyond the final frontier in Star Trek Generations. That's all next time on our show, A Star to Steer Her By. Until then... Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr, SSHB Podcast, SSHBpodcast.com. Download us on Apple Podcasts, Google, and every other podcast platform. And, of course, you can listen to us at SoundClown.com. We'll do the SoundClown radio pilot show next week. <laughs> uh, but until then, my name is Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this has been Caitlin. Catch you later. To the f- rocket. <laughs> Nazis, man.